Welcome to Black Heart and Mama. It is great to be discussing more in regards to the Albuquerque Bone Collector, as well as today we're going to take a deep dive into the area known as the War Zone, as well as Ida Lopez, who is a detective who was um, working on the case involving missing women as well as we are going to talk about one of the victims a little bit deeper with this episode. So let's dive on in. So formerly known as the War Zone, it is now called the International District in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It is centered around Central Avenue, as well as it has historic guidelines with Route 66, as well as it does contain the New Mexico State Fairgrounds. Now, it's a very diverse community area as well as it is known for various districts as well as a population of homeless as well as extremely high violent crime rate and it was rebranded in 2009 to be called the international district uh, no longer perceived as the war zone nickname so a little bit of history regarding this, uh, the fairgrounds were built in 1938 after the war, after the war, so the World War II, as well as uh, there in Albuquerque is the Kirkland Air, Kirkland Air Force Base and Sandia National Laboratory. So that's also part of it as well as Central Avenue and uh, Route 66 in 1937. Now, in the 1960s, uh, it was very much, you know, kind of economically, you know, there was uh, Kirtland transferred much of on-base housing in Interstate 40 and long-haul trucking and, away from Route 66. So, now known as the International District, abundance of low-cost motels popped up as well as apartments. And those places were for immigrants and others who were attracted towards the area. Now, it really got its name of the war zone in the 80s. And that is really what it was the driving point of this area was the fact that these women were known to frequent this area and they were known to <clears throat> excuse me be part of this particular area within Albuquerque and to have association with the area. Now uh, here's an interesting point when it comes to uh, a few things in regards to Ida Lopez. She is a detective who is looking into missing women and <clears throat> Miss Lopez also was a huge part of the uncover of the story of the 11 women and the unborn baby that were found in regards to really finding out you know who these women are she was tracking uh, these particular women, for example, here is a quote. The case reportedly began in 2005 when Lopez was handed a files of a few missing women. 
one of whom was a 25-year-old prostitute named Michelle Valdez from New Mexico's largest city. Albuquerque, the investigation led the detective to discover at least 17 more similar cases of missing women whom she referred to as her girls. Now, we are going to stay with sex workers. We are not going to stay with the prostitute name given in this article. So now, flash forward to 2024, and it's still very much a case, and it's very much of this woman who really takes this seriously, and the fact that she did become attached to this because she, she's tracking these women and other women who are missing. And um, what is amazing is the fact that she, you know, took this under her, you know, under her watch in a sense. And she became closely attached. And so she retired and relocated in 2014. Uh, but she, during the meantime, she has also grown close to the families of the victims, and uh, fortunately, that she does come back on a contractual basis and investigate still. So it's just fascinating to me that this woman was just handed a few files and really dug in deep to the fact that these are women. This is serious. There's many women missing, and she she definitely made this her project to to find her girls in a sense. You know, it's labeled the girls. So um, that's very amazing that she did do this. Now, again, we're going on 14 years of waiting, and the fact that it's it's so incredibly sad that these women and the others who are affected and the family members. So we're going to talk about Monica Candelaria. She was 21 years old when she disappeared. Uh, her friends and family uh, actually contacted the authorities believing she had been murdered, murdered and buried in the West Mesa because um, she did have a previous conviction of sex work. And, um, but unfortunately, she was declared at that time a cold case. But that wasn't, you know, until the bodies were uncovered. And I am going to go to a particular article about the West Mesa victim laid to us. And this is a story regarding her. And it is incredibly sad. It is incredibly to the point of, you know, these are human beings. They're just like the rest of us. You know, some are dealt a different card or a different hand in a sense. But, you know, it's very much, you know, to be taken seriously. So we're going to look a little bit into her obituary as well as, you know, when she was laid to rest properly. And the fact that she was laid to rest in front of hundreds of loved ones. So she was buried and, you know, discovered on the West Mesa, along with 11 other women, and um, between 2003 and 2005. So far, seven victims have been identified according to this, and investigators still don't know who's responsible for the deaths. So... 
uh, Candelaria's family uh, is now has sentence of closure because you know her remains were found. And Candelaria's family members have been going to the West Mesa to honor her life, but they finally got back her remains. So they did give her a proper burial. Uh, and the fact that the pastor at New Beginnings Church addressed hundreds of Monica Candelaria's loved ones and helped them move forward. And uh, Isabel Candelaria, the mother, said, quote, actually, it was a good it was good. It was a good day. Candelaria's mother said it's a relief to know her daughter is getting a proper burial. Now, uh, you know, this is someone who, you know, has questions of what happened. But at the same time, you know, she disappeared in 2003. And she was also, what was interesting is that her family and friends did say that she was buried on the West Mesa, that they had, they really thought that's where she was. And it's incredibly sad. And they do talk about how she had, uh, she laughed and she had the most beautiful smile and her mom can still hear her laugh. And, you know, the fact that she was, you know, murdered and dumped her body and, the fact that remains was all that's left to be buried. And so with that being said, you know, she did have um, a prior convention, conviction of sex work. Uh, she also did have um, ties to other women involved in sex work. And, you know, the fact that you know, these women were in a dangerous area, especially uh, what we're going to refer to it as the war zone. Um, and the fact that they were in a trade where, you know, it was very scary. And, you know, they, they were considered, you know, high risk in that sense we talked about in the last episode. And it's just incredibly sad. Now, when you do click on, um, it's called the Charlie Project, and this is in regards to the missing women, and uh, I can tell you just a little bit more in regards to the fact that uh, she, you know, went missing and was reported missing and everything that led on to that, and the fact that, you know, now, in that particular area of the West Mesa, there are crosses for every woman. And, uh, you know, at least 11 bodies were put there. So what is incredibly sad is the fact that, you know, these families are not laying to rest, you know, just anyone. You know, these are someone who they lost, and it's someone who leaves behind, you know, their kids, their family, the fact that, you know, they, they desperately wanted answers, and so unfortunately the answers they got were 
they just found bones. So it's it's incredibly sad. Uh, and the fact that, you know, these women that were, you know, each of them had a name, each of them had a story, each of them had a family. And it's incredibly sad that Ida Lopez, the investigator, you know, called these her girls. And 11 of the, I believe, 19 girls were found uh, in the West Mesa, you know, allegedly by the bone collector. And, you know, a lot of these women, unfortunately, were laid down with, um, or weighed down with drug addiction, um, mental illness, as well as sex work. And the fact that, you know, most of them were living a high-risk lifestyle, but that doesn't take anything away from it. They are still victims. They still have families. They still very much, very much need to have uh, people in their lives looking for them, and they very much did. And the fact with this particular story and Monica is that her family did say you know, there's rumor to believe that she could be found on the West Mesa, and that's where she was buried. Like, dear goodness, like, could you get any more accurate? And the fact that, you know, her her poor family, you know, it, it's a daughter. And, the, you know, and, it, and they really don't know who did this quite yet. You know, we'll get more involved into that. And we'll get more involved into who could have possibly been part of um, this horrible killings. But the most important thing I really want to share is the fact that, I don't know if many of you know, but I, I very much um, got into podcasting and started listening to podcasting, I would say, back in uh, 2016 going into 2017, and I listened to my first Crime Junkie episode, and it really caught my interest because they were talking about a local case, and, um, you know, it, it was very much, you know, the great people of Ashley Flowers and Brent on Crime Junkie who really did pique my interest in this because, you know, this is, this is amazing and the fact that, you know, they're bringing attention to this. So, um, you know, I definitely think that it's important to remember that these are human beings. Monica was a human. Monica, you know, just was going through a lot. She also, you know, um, was dealing with you know, possibly, you know, that high-risk lifestyle, as well as, but she still had family, you know, there still was, at the end of the day, someone that they called, you know, mom or dad, and, you know, and at the end of the day, this was their daughter, so that's something I really wanted to strive for in regards to Monica, was that she, she very much had people that loved her and looked for her and wanted her found. And unfortunately, what they found were skeletal remains of Monica. So, you know, that's what I really just kind of want to point out in these episodes when I do mention specific victims. It's the fact that, you know, they were humans just like you and I, and they were, 
you know, unfortunately in scenarios and different, you know, different settings to where it really made it hard. So, but I, I definitely think that by bringing attention to this and people like Ida Lopez, who really, you know, took this seriously and really dug deep to find them and went as far as, you know, labeling, you know, those are her girls. So it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. But Monica very much had a family that misses her every day. She very much had hundreds of loved ones at her um, burial. So I, I definitely think throughout this season three, we will de dig into each victim as well as a little bit about them. And just knowing the fact of, you know, they were trying everyday life, just like you and I, and some had, you know, um, drug abuse, some were sex workers, some were, you know, really struggling. So we, we will talk about that. But I think what's most importantly is, you know, the area in which they were known to frequent that war zone area and the fact Ida Lopez went to the area and looked for these women and found out there was even more women missing. You know, 11 of her 19 women she was searching for were found in the, um, you know, burial site of the West Mesa. So it's people like Ida Lopez who gives hope to these women and hope to these cases, and I very much appreciate that. So on our next episode, we'll dig deep into another a victim as well we will start beginning to circulate and talk a little bit more of timeline but very much uh thank you to the Ida Lopez's out there and thank you for tuning in to Black Hearted Mama please like share and follow as well as go ahead and leave me a review I appreciate everyone for tuning in to season three of Black Hearted Mama and have a wonderful weekend bye bye y'all